Come, Tatu. No, say, say, the plane, the plane. The plane, the plane. That's the open. Brunch! Hit it, boys! So the open of Fantasy Island, which was a smash 70s TV show, was uh, Tattoo, go up to the top of the tower and go, the plane, the plane, and it was like a huge thing. It was a hit thing. Uh, Didn't know that Fantasy Island was even a thing until like two weeks ago. We're talking about that movie today, though. Yeah, I didn't know that it was a thing. I didn't know the 70s show was a thing until literally 30 seconds ago. So it's a remake, Fantasy Island, which... uh, A Blumhouse production. A a Blumhouse production starring Lucy Hale. How could this go wrong? (laughs) Right. Anybody who knows us, too, knows that um, this podcast loves absolutely loves it's basically the christmas of this podcast when uh like hollywood resets after the oscars (laughs) it's a nice little people like to have like palate cleansers when they watched a bunch of shitty movies right we like to palate cleanse the opposite way where we've just watched a shitload of amazing oscar nominees and just had a great year for movies well, Oscars are over. Great. We're going to go see a shitty-ass Blumhouse movie. Best feeling is when you've had nothing but great movies for like a couple of months, and you get that first January movie in you. <laughs> Focus will always hold a special place in my heart, because I remember that was a that was a first January movie for me. Okay. And it was... No, I guess February. Well, today's February. What's so. the... Who are you? <laughs> uh, this is... Uh, Whatever. The, 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 it's like, Monday, the, the, the February post, 18th. The post, this is brunch. The post-Oscars cycle. I don't know yeah. why I associate focus with uh, January, but the, the the post-Oscars cycle, you've seen nothing but great stuff. And then pe- people say that uh, certain things are like jumping off a treadmill. This is like <laughs> jumping off a treadmill into... Shark-infested waters, basically. Yeah, but like you're kind of like, oh, some sharks. You're like, you don't hate seeing the sharks. Yeah, I, I think that it's a nice little like, hey, don't take this for granted kind of deal. Where if it's you like, were offered the, if you were offered, uh, hey, there's going to be a steady stream of good movies with some bad ones mixed in throughout the year, or the way it is now, which is it's going to start really bad. There's going to be some great sprinkled in there, but very rare, and then the real party starts at the end of the year. Which would you take? I like it the way it is now. Just like uh, get I like all the shitty ones out like of the way. Bad, no, I just like knowing that there's like bad movie season season. Yeah, I mean, like I do like that, but I also like the like I like the being surprised by a great movie, or I like being surprised by an absolutely piece of shit abomination. So I like to mix them in. The Irishman, every, 2019. <laughs> yeah, so I like to mix them in. Get out and rotate. I think that it helps you appreciate them both um, a little bit more when you kind of have them closer to each other. Yeah. So we were looking forward to this movie big time before either of us knew that it was a remake of something. I've known that it was a remake for like. A week, and now I know everything about Fantasy Island. Uh, yeah, you sent. Yeah, now I get it because you were sending me like weird text messages for like the last four or five days after you'd seen Fantasy Island, and you're making a lot of references to the '70s show, which I didn't know existed. So your texts were very confusing to me. And I told you right after seeing it, like, hey, normally we kind of. We, we, we have a sense of what the other thought of something before going in, but we like to get the real stuff out 
on the podcast, so it's authentic. Mm-hmm. But the second that movie ended, I texted you like, oh my God, bottom 10 movie ever. It wouldn't have mattered really anyway, because I saw the Lights Camera podcast. I saw Jeff gave it a zero out of 100. So I saw that later, and I was like... It's not a zero. It was weird, because like, I agree that it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it's not a zero, just because uh, Jimmy O. Yang is, is good in it. It's not a zero, because I made it through. Like I, I made it through, and it was... Uh, it was definitely not an enjoyable experience, but it wasn't like it wasn't cats. Right. Cats, I was I was literally like hating right. the fact that I was there watching it. Agreed. Not so much with Fantasy Island. I was just like, why? Like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, here? I really knew the whole. I was like, this is terrible. They don't know what they're doing. This movie has pivoted a thousand times. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. But anyway, uh, we are very much looking forward to this movie because, as you said, like we're Blumhouse is kind of our scene. Yeah. In many ways, you know, it's not going to be that every now and then you get a happy death day, which will will t- surprise you and knock your socks off. But generally, you know what, Blumhouse you know what I, is like, OK, too bad. You know what I like about Blumhouse? And that's why I'm such a fan of it. There's always something to talk about. There's always something to talk about with a Blumhouse movie. And there's always something to talk about. Thanks to Blumhouse movies, because there's a new Blumhouse movie every like two weeks. That's true. Yes. They just absolutely Blumhouse is in the content game. Yeah, yeah, they post. They they got a lot of headlines. <laughs> Fantasy Island. Sometimes they shit post. <laughs> right. Fantasy Island. Uh, we were both looking forward to it, not only because it was like the the first January movie. Let's just use that term. That it was the first uh, January movie, but also it just seemed ridiculous. It's the the premise is it's there's an island that you go to, a magical island where a guy can uh, grant your fantasies, but hey, your fantasies might not be what they seem and maybe it gets a little dark to which i say no if it's your fantasy your everything's going to be good in it you would think so That's... no you're i i would know so in my fantasy i would say hey uh, dave what's your fantasy i don't know this 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 and no bad times and i would just end it with like <laughs> no bad times for anybody well like the big premise everyone's the, happy the big premise of this movie is the guy's like hey you can have your fantasy but uh your fantasies don't always play out the way that that you want them to. To which I say, it, it's like, why? It's my fantasy, right? Exactly. It's like, well, then it, it's not really then, my then, fantasy, right? Then who should we go to about this? Who should they I... should call it Dream Island right. because dream, like, you can have dreams that don't always play out the way that yeah, you want you have them a little to. Misstep. But fantasies, like, you're supposed to be in full control. Yeah, he's like, uh, this may be what you want, but it may not be exactly how you envision it. So, is there somebody else who has a better <laughs> idea of my fantasy? Mr. Rourke. Mr. Rourke, played by... What's this guy's name? Michael he's, Pena. Michael Pena. He's in... He's every, in everything. I always wonder, is Michael Pena in, on Wikipedia listed as... What's the first thing he's listed as, do you think? Actor? An American actor or like an American comedian? Uh, no, he's probably... He's definitely an actor, I would, I would assume. He's a... He, I, mean, I would say he's probably listed under like American cop actor. He's he an American actor and musician. Interesting. But he's just like a very, he's a very comical actor. Maybe he, he, I'll tell you what, no one has more character in their face than Michael Pena. Yeah. And like, I think this was, was good for him because uh, like, well, it definitely wasn't good for him because the movie sucks, but like in a bad movie, but he had an opportunity to be a leading man. He's never a leading man. I feel like he's always play, always plays like the second fiddle. He's often someone's favorite part of a movie though. Yes. He can, true. he can bring you that. Yeah, absolutely. He can bring you that all day. And, and so that's the thing. Like as I, after I saw it, I was like, all right, Jimmy O. Yang, 
I legitimately thought really good in this movie. Yeah, like whatever. gold among garbage. Yeah, I wouldn't say gold, but like he was enjoy- he was fine. But he was then enjoyable. I was like, whoa, is Michael Pena bad? I don't think so. Is Lucy Hale bad? Probably. I think she she might always be. She <laughs> yeah. might not be that good. Um, was the the guy that played? Uh, no, no, I don't want to go person by person because a lot of them actually were bad. But were, my, my a lot point, of them were very very bad. My point is there were some good performances in this movie. They didn't really have much to work with, and I think that I think that it's okay for us to say. This was a terrible movie. Like, it's not mean for us to say this was a terrible movie because whoever made this movie is a filmmaker. Like, these are smart people who know way more about movies than we do. Mm -hmm. So, if we've arrived at the conclusion this is a terrible movie, they've known forever that it's a bad movie. So, I think that if you got them on Truth Serum, they'd be like, hey, we had a lot of fun. We went to, I don't know, like Fiji and filmed this movie that we that there were some great people there we had a lot of good times or who knows maybe there was infighting and that bred uh a bad work environment maybe there was like a solid script and they all just hated each other they were in such a bad mood they improvised a terrible movie who knows anything could have happened well, i think like with our friendship with randy I, i've sort of been able to learn that like hey sometimes actors don't like the stuff that they work on and like i, I don't want to like throw i was gonna say i don't i don't I don't know that he's ever been like, I was in a bad thing, but he, but I don't know. People, I think actors go into things and they're like, "Hey, I hope this, I hope this is good." Right, you and I, I do think that like an actor being in something isn't their endorsement of that thing. Yes, right. Good way of putting it. So like Jimmy O Yang, if we asked him, he might be like, "Hey, the, the movie wasn't wasn't my favorite, but like, I it was a job, and I think that I crushed it." Right, and I, but I also think, like, do you think that they all liked each other? Now let's let's let's, I mean, let's do a little gossip. Let's gossip about the onset. I mean, if, if there is a big group of people working together, there's a good chance that a couple of them don't like each other. There's also That's a just good the way the world that, like, works. Friends are made. And yeah, absolutely. It's a good. Uh, again, they're probably shooting. Where do you think? They, where are they shooting? Hawaii, Fiji, Fiji. I don't know. Sure, why not? Fiji final fantasy answer? island. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that like there's fantasy there's a island. chance that, that maybe they they developed a friendship, but. I mean, just because th- they sucked in the movie together uh, doesn't mean that they hated each other because we've seen in the past that... Like, Dave, the film was shot in Fiji. Oh, Some wow, reshoots took place in July 2019. Oh, they reshot. Mm. So they they looked at the first Not cut enough. and they were like, wow, this is bad. Let's reshoot it. And then they were satisfied with what they got. Uh, no, like we've seen people work together and do really well and work together. And then find out later that they hated each other. So uh, the personal relationship thing might not matter that much. Why do you think Fantasy Island was bad? Text us on the buzz. Was it bad script? Was this movie it had some people that I liked in it too, which was like kind of Michael gutted. Rooker, Michael Rooker, um, Kim Coates. He was, yeah, dude, that was the funniest. That was the most ridiculous part. They did the face reveal for Kim Coates, and it, I like I love loud. I love Kim Coates, but like Kim Coates doesn't doesn't get a face that's what was so funny (laughs) i love one of my notes is kim coates lol all caps kim coates also was in all caps it wasn't the (laughs) lol the whole thing was kim coates lol the the movie just didn't make any sense it uh they changed it a million times to they all have different oh you know who else was in this movie who the other drummer from whiplash who is he he was the guy that wanted to be a the soldier oh. and hang out with his dad and make sure that his dad dies. Yeah, I, I really didn't understand that story. His fantasy. Very much. So this guy lost his dad because his dad was at war and his dad died a hero. And 
his fantasy is that he gets to be he he gets to go to war, which I don't know. Uh, his fantasy ends up being played out. Uh, a group of soldiers find him, take him prisoner, and one of the soldiers is his dad. He realizes he's met the soldiers right before his dad is about to die. He tells his dad, "Yo, you're gonna die." So his dad's like. I don't know what's going I gotta on. Get out of here. But thank you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now I suppose we'll all leave and not die. And he was like, "No, you're a hero. I can't let you do that. I need to I need He's, you to be a hero." So like his it, fantasy is like making sure his dad who he tragically didn't get to have <laughs> still died he's like obsessed with with uh like being a hero and having his dad be a hero but like the big twist is that that he had a chance to be a a hero the only time he was asked (laughs) to be a cop he didn't do it (laughs) right so i didn't understand that at all they were like hey there's uh, it was i'm not even gonna get into the details no let's not we're not going to spoil it because this movie was just so stupid and so terrible but Sometimes we like to walk people through the, the listeners through the movie just because like it's it's so funny and interesting. There, like uh, the ri- story is so convoluted and just makes no sense that it's not even worth walking you through it. Do you think that if either of us explained the movie to each other, the other one would be able to follow? Even having seen We've the movie, seen, I saw the movie for like ten minutes yeah, ago, and it, I would not. If understand I explained anything. it to you right now, would you understand a second of it? No, I would not understand a word of it if you were saying it to me. There's no chance the listeners would understand. Right. Which also begs another question: Hey, listeners, when we're explaining anything, do you understand it, or do you just enjoy the fun of hearing two voices go back and forth? <laughs> you just like a warm body. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it could very much be the latter. And we're not offended. Uh, speaking of uh, Fantasy Islands, you ever been to Martha's Vineyard, Pete? I sure have. You have? I have been to Martha's Vineyard. I didn't know that that was like a thing. I used to go to Martha's Vineyard all the time. I, my sisters and stuff would go to Martha's Vineyard. But Ellen's, Ellen revealed that she's never been to Martha's Vineyard, and, and like I feel like that's a, a, that would be a big thing. Cause she's a huge Kate person. I feel like if you're a Kate person oh. in Martha's Vineyard, it's kind of like hand in hand. I liked Ellen for such a long time. I know. Do you, It's... Do you she, know that I'm not a Kate person? Uh, yeah, same. Okay, good. And she tries to like suck oh, me yeah, into well, yeah, the... Oh, yeah, you're also Team yeah, Maine. Yeah. God, I'll go... Give me 10 places in Maine at random. Pick a random <laughs> town. Just, just spin the wheel of Maine. Throw a dart at the map of Maine. That's a that's nice a, that's, that's a risky. Uh, yes. That's a risky proposition. Right. And uh, I'll just take any of those places over the Cape. I'm just not a Cape person, but I am a Martha's Vineyard person, even though I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. What I'm saying is, I'd like to go to Martha's Vineyard one day. Yeah, we're. Uh, I was getting my hair cut the other day. You buzzed me a text saying, "Hey, there's just a festival announcement, and Father John Misty's going to be there." I was very excited because Father John Misty doesn't have any uh, dates going on. Took a look at it. It's a thing called Beach Road Weekend, Martha's Vineyard, in July, and decided, hell yeah, we're going. We're partnering with them just started firing off a bunch of sponsored tweets hashtag ad hashtag ads unbeknownst to beach road weekend (laughs) but we started texting about it got jeff involved we were like yo let's just keep tweeting until this let's just keep doing all the work showing showing them our worth and then they'll be like hey this is a sponsorship you guys are now part of the festival or you're going or something like that and haven't heard from them, but they followed us both. 
Yes. They have we have they their acknowledged attention. us as people. We have their attention. That's even worse though. It's not necessarily worse. I would like to I don't like that they can just see it. Like are they making fun of us or are they waiting to make their move? Are they like, okay. Yeah, that's happened a few times before uh with us where it's like somebody's followed yeah. and not not like spoken up. They're just sitting in the back of the room watching us. They're just like they're w- w- like w- like when you're in a classroom and yeah. like the the head of the department comes and I sits was just in the about back to say, row. You know what it is? Whiplash 2014. I think it was 2014, maybe 2013. 2014. Whiplash 2014. Uh they're playing in the NASA ensemble, guy from Fantasy Island, and his uh, backup, whatever you would call it, uh, Miles Teller, mm-hmm. friend of the podcast, and uh, Fletcher walks in. Fletcher walks in, and everyone's like, oh, shit, he's here now. That's what happens when someone someone like important follows you and doesn't really say anything. Yeah, and they, they don't acknowledge it at all. They sit in the back of the classroom, and you can just feel like their eyes burning on the back of your neck. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we are with Beach Road Weekend, but you know what? We're going in. It would be silly. If we just stopped, it would be very unlike us. If we were like, hey, haven't really heard anything. Maybe we don't have this sponsorship that... And we didn't even like ask them for it. It's not like they they've said no. We haven't we haven't we laid out any list of demands at all. Forced that there is uh, uh, that that we're involved. We're in bed with Beach Road Weekend, and uh, folks, let me tell you, it's a great lineup. It's Beck, Lake Street Dive, Nora Jones. That is a that is a, a big three after my own heart. The Revivalists, who I'll tell you, I'm still not quite sure who that is. Head and the Heart, they're okay. Oh, I don't. Mm, I love the Head and the Heart. Really? Yeah, big fan. Okay. <laughs> don't, I don't. I don't dislike don't them. I don't dislike them. It's like their first couple albums were awesome. It's like like in Mumford and Sons, they're good. Yeah, they. I yeah yeah that's fine. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a problem with Head and the Heart. I mean, they're they're at uh, a festival that they I'm appeal, involved with, so they appeal to like a very specific like taste, and my taste is starts right with that. a. Basic. S. S. Very bass heavy music. Yes. Basic. basic, Uh, Father John Missy's playing a solo set. Guster's also going to be there. Band of Horses, Margot Price. There's there's some high spots on here on the lineup where it says uh, guest to be announced. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's like a third liner who's missing. So that means that that there's another big one added. So, We'll be going to that thanks to Beach Road Weekend. Thank you very much. You think that Beach Road Weekend listens to the podcast? They might now. They follow us. They're sitting in the back of the room. They could be listening. So, so I haven't totally figured out what the play is. So far, just doing lots of tweets. But I do know we're going to have to rely on uh, the, the listeners, I think. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to one beat it into Beach Road Weekend's head that like, hey, we're here and we're 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 oh sitting. yeah, this is Joybird Part Two. <laughs> yes, and uh, and also we would appreciate any help that we can get from the listeners. Yeah, and some of you jumped on it right away. I go, well, we found out about the festival from the listeners because somebody tagged me and you in ah. the announcement of Father John Misty. Ah, and that's when you texted me. Yes, gotcha. But he, but even with the uh, the sponsored tweets that weren't sponsored, I I put out like a wow, you want a good festival lineup? Try at Beach Road Weekend. Looks great. Hashtag ad. And then as I was texting you and Jeff being like, hey, guys, 
you know what to do. <laughs> a couple of people responded and they were like, wow, I hadn't seen this, but now I have. Guess I'll be going at Beach Road Weekend. That's the type of shit I want. Let's put people under the impression that that, that we are filling the place. Well, and we, actually, in, in all seriousness, if we end up getting uh, any sort of sponsorship thing out of this or uh, this is, or partnership, th- tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. So get those. Say, got my tickets to Beach Road Weekend. Thanks to thanks to brunch. My my ultimate goal here is to just hijack the entire festival and make it like the brunch music festival. <laughs> where, I mean, it's, where it's close enough. Yeah, that's that, what I'm saying. Like honestly, they did all the hard work for yeah. us. Now we basically just have to take it and make it ours. Where Toss, like <laughs> Vampire Weekend on there, and I don't know. Those, like if we just get all the brunch wing? people to to come to to Beach Road Weekend, and like maybe we we set up like a makeshift bootleg tent outside of the festival. Yeah. And we have a, we have our first live show. There it is. So this is I'm I've been doing some research. Uh, it seems as though Beach Road Weekend has done a Boston Calling thing, where they, in its infancy, it was a festival, but not the biggest festival, not like a real huge festival. And this seems to be the year that they're like, we are going all the heck in. But even I'm looking at last year's lineup. And it seemed like it was a smaller show, but Grace Potter, John Fogarty, Phil Lesh, Dispatch was there. That seems like something that Ween could have played. So this is essentially a brunch festival, Beach Road Festival. You want to? You don't have any Beach podcasts. Uh, Beach. Don't 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 besmirch. Don't. They need to know what time of what uh, time of week <laughs> yes. it is. Beach Road Weekend Festival lineup looking great. Little light on the old podcasts. That's true. You know, you look at Boston. If you're trying to follow the footsteps of Boston Collins, right. they got they got comedians. Mm-hmm. Comedians are expensive. You know, it's not expensive. A, two a, a podcast. Two people trying to be comedians <laughs> yes. with each other. Yeah. I've thought about that. Have I ever told? There's a very specific uh, stand-up idea that that I've wanted to do with you that we haven't done yet. You've but, certainly told me about it. But another. It's such a good idea. It's you. Just got. I I think that it's like nerves. I I think it's a good idea. Yeah, but I I have like I have stage fright of just trying to be a stand up comedian. It was oh, dude, this idea. It's such a good idea. Maybe, maybe. How about this? If we get the Beach Road Weekend sponsorship, if we get the the beat the coveted Beach Road Weekend Festival time slot, (laughs) we go and we we execute that stand up idea. That wouldn't work though. I don't think it would. Unless, I'll t- all right, I'll just say what the idea is. Wait, should I? No, no, don't say the idea. But like, w- w- I think like an after party sort of situation, it could work. Right, but but there needs to be. It's a real sneak attack move. That's so true. We need. It's something you, you, that would you, have to happen at an you open need, mic, you essentially. Need, you need, you, yeah, you need, like, unsuspecting victims, I right. guess. But otherwise, I mean, I think people do podcast tapings and such. And they sit down at a table and they do a podcast as though they were doing a podcast. I always thought that if we did a live show, it would be cool to do it aesthetically as though it were stand-up comedy. <laughs> so we're just both standing up there with mics pacing around as we do our podcast. With like a stool and a bottle of water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate that. That would be... Uh, who are the... I can't think of their name. The uh, the, the brothers. The who, twins? Yeah. That have the, the act. Yeah, I don't There's know. Something that... What's their last name? 
I know exactly who you're talking about, but I don't know. Not the Sklar brothers. Is that the, those are the guys with the glasses? Yeah. Okay. No, not them. Uh, but Jane? I was thinking of them. Is that wait? That's what you're thinking of? Yeah. No. Um. Man, I I did brother yeah, that's comedians. Exactly who I was thinking about. Sklar's. No, they were in. Um, they were in crashing. The Lucas brothers. Oh yeah, very they very dry. They, really? Yeah, they they're in Star Wars. They made Star Wars. Oh oh, you're making a joke about Star Trek. Very good. Star Wars, Lucasfilm. Very good. Uh, anyway, so we're very excited for uh, Beach Road Weekend hashtag ad. Uh, we do have to get to an actual ad read. This podcast, this episode is brought to you by us because we don't have an ad read this week, and we're going to choose to use this time to tell you about Beach Road Weekend Festival. It's at Martha's Vineyard. Three-day passes go on sale Friday. It's a lineup including Beck, Lake Street Dive, Nora Jones. Hey, folks, stop your crying because Lake Street Dive is going to be in Martha's Vineyard. It's going to be the best show of your dear life because Beck is going to be shoving happy pills right down your throat to the tunes of Nora Jones. Those are songs by all those bands. I got the reference. Tickets on sale Friday, That's 10 a.m. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Get know. those passes. There's also hotels. You can, if you have a house in Martha's Vineyard, you can stay there, but they also there's, offer... There's a beach and roads. So here's the thing. We also have to... I'm not... We're not going to drop this unless unless like there's like an actual cease and desist and they're like, hey... Now we're Please not going to let you come, even if you buy tickets. But unless, un- unless, short of that, really want to keep hammering the free uh, Beach Road Weekend Festival. I want to learn a little more about Martha's Vineyard. Like, can we get some uh, get some, tourism some famous Martha's Vineyard residents? Hell yeah, there are. There's got to be. I mean, should Mary we go? David? To, uh, I, is he on? Oh, is he on the Martha's Vineyard? I thought he was a Nantucket guy. Martha's Vineyard, I'm pretty sure. that if you, you haven't read Hitchhiking with Larry David? I sure have. That's but Martha's Vineyard. Is it really? Yeah. Interesting. We could get the author of Hitchhiking with Larry David, I bet. That would be great. Get him on. Just you tell know, us a little about Martha's Vineyard. You know who else? Who? Ted Danson, because he's very much in Hitchhiking with Larry David. I can't remember, is he? He, he, can, he constantly runs into Ted Danson. Really? Yeah. And does he like he not ta- care? He talks about uh, him and uh, his wife. Uh, Mary Steenburgen? Mary Steenburgen. Ah. Very cool. Well, I legitimately, I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. Going for the first time in July, thanks to Beach Road Weekend, Martha's Vineyard Music Festival 2020. Uh, uh, I googled Martha's, Van- Martha's Vineyard famous residents. We've got one Barack Obama. Okay. Uh, B- Reese Witherspoon. Ah. Bill Clinton. Wow. David Letterman. These are some heavy hitters. I'm personally excited about this one. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yo. All right. Updated request to Beach Road. I think think this list might be a little out of date. Uh, Diana Princess of Wales is on this list. Yikes. At any rate, sounds like we could really be hobnobbing with some, some high class celebrities at Martha's Vineyard. So. Updated request, Beach Road Weekend 2020, hashtag ad. Some passes and like some extras to invite. Like imagine if we go there for the weekend and hang out with David Letterman and we're like, hey, David, we'd love to go to a concert with you. And before you, before you start, it's on us. 
We got the we got we got comp we got these comped courtesy of Beach Road Weekend hashtag ad. Now come on, let's listen to a Father John Misty acoustic set. I could see Letterman being into Father John Misty for I sure. Could absolutely see. I could see David Letterman and Father John and Josh Tillman having the most interesting conversation in the world. That oh, yeah. would be that would be my favorite interview. If someone's like, hey, if you could interview anybody, who would it be? I would say Josh Tillman and I'm not the interviewer, it's David Letterman instead. <laughs> That's a good pick. And I'm in the audience in like the seventh row to the right, so there's no way either of them can make eye contact with me, and I can't be involved in this at all. <laughs> all I can do is just sit back and watch those two fascinating people be fascinating with each other. And it would look like it would look like uh, like a younger version of of uh, David Letterman being interviewed by now David Letterman. Yes, that's because true. they both have the beards and yeah. the sunglasses now. Um, so I've already started to do. I, I sent you a prototype. Been uh, making some mock-ups of some shit posting we can do on the old social media to show how in tight we are with uh, with Beach Road Weekend hashtag ad. Maybe like a, a video we could do like twenty times. Father John Misty said ad in a song. And it's just any word that has ad in it. Okay, and pop up every time he says it. Okay. Beach Road Weekend, if you're listening to this, that is going to sell tickets. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? You know what? Video actually will sell tickets to this? What? So people were pissed on the old uh, FJM sub Reddit mm-hmm. that they were like, Josh Tillman or Father John Misty is playing this show. Why is he below? Oh, they're mad that he's playing Beach Road Weekend? No, they're saying, okay. why is he. Why is he listed below Lake Street Dive? Oh. Who I think we would can all agree. I, I'm, I'm a. I'm probably one of the 10 biggest Lake Street Dive fans on the planet, but I would say that Father John Misty, I think, is more popular. Yeah, what's going on in the Lake Street Dive subreddit? I don't know. That, I don't like the way you just said that. Well, let's answer that question right now. I mean, I guarantee it's not as interesting as what's going on in the Father John Misty subreddit. Do you ever check out the subreddit uh, Father John Missed Me IRL? No. It's all terrible memes based on Father John Misty. It's where I found the, yeah, sex is nice, but have you ever listened to pure comedy five times in a row? <laughs> oh, my God. See, anyway, like, there's no way that, that uh, Lake Street Dive has a parody subreddit. I bet they do. Lake Street, man, Lake Street Dive is a fun time. Um, but they were like, well, why would Father John Misty be below like Lake Street Dive? Nora Jones, you could understand. Uh, Beck, you could understand. And um, my answer to that is like because it's a, a solo set that he's just kind of probably going to be sitting there with a stool, and that's probably not as... Grand. It, it, right, grand. right, exactly. As, as, as grand a way, perfect, to, to end a, an evening because you would think those three are going to be ending each evening. I like that, too, because that means that you're, you're probably going to get Father John Misty at, like, sunset. Exactly. Right by the beach. Fuck yeah. Exactly. And I was thinking about this. When I think Father John Misty solo set, I think of Newport Folk Festival the day after the infamous rant. There's a great video, one of my favorite YouTube videos. It's just like a fan shot thing of him addressing the rant. Well, <laughs> I got in front of a battleship the day after our idiot king was coronated and, and felt genuine despair and stood around backstage with other people 
feeling genuine despair. Because I'm not overtly political. Uh, and uh, started to really regret that. <laughs> All of a sudden. And figured I'd make up for lost time. And, uh, yeah, well, you know, I, don't want to, I don't want to applaud for, be, for, for being political. I mean, there's also a case to be made that engaging is, is in some way a weird, is in some way a tacit endorsement of this system that marginalizes people and perpetuates a permanent underclass. And, symbolically annihilates people who don't fit into a narrative and that also makes me quite ill but uh I will wrap this up quickly before the the word rant starts appearing in headlines we're not all beloved folk singer Chris Isaac delivers Lethargic rant to. Um, but I see a correlation between passivity and entertainment. And there was, uh, it was, for some reason yesterday, I couldn't bring myself to be entertaining. And I think that there's value in that occasionally. And I tried it. I tried it. I don't really know how to remember it. But I meant it. It was authentic. Authentically bizarre. And sad. Um, but I think sadness is sort of what we need right now, more than outrage, which is sexy and makes us feel good. But it might be time to take a second and be profoundly sad for the state of affairs. But that, that, it's one of my favorite videos because it's just like a very kind of intimate, cool thing. And I think that's going to rule. Also, I'm just not, my body doesn't like to go like a year without seeing Father John Misty. So that'll be very cool because we're going. Hashtag ad and i also like the the idea of just like a uh like martha's vineyard is a small place yeah and there's gonna be all these people packed in there hanging out for over the course of three days i think there's like some some cool bonding opportunities that could happen at beach road weekend you know what else is cool about this what you uh you never announced your retirement but this would be a little 2005 billy joel from your boy dave bean coming out of retire i i hung him up from festivals yeah I've been retired from festivals. I'll tell you what, Helicopters and drones. You retired from festivals. I retired from music altogether. Oh, yeah. yeah, This would be like, I'd be coming out wearing the four or five. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be wearing the four or five uh, at this music festival. The four or five. uh, Pedro Martinez? No, coming out like Jordan wearing the four or five. Oh, okay. That's a cool basketball reference. Yeah. Why didn't I get that? I have no idea. Why did I think... That's I like get, a Jay Z lyric and and like a pop right, culture thing. I went right to Pedro. Hmm. I, I mean, was that's like, like, wait, the most no- I'm not supposed to go to. Tr- you're not. This isn't like a Trump reference. <laughs> yes. Big, uh, big Trump reference. Uh, no, yeah, Jordan in the uh, 45 Bowl jersey. Uh, let's see. I'm checking out the Lake Street Dive subreddit. By the way, how's it looking? Let's see what the most. I do. I do like. I know that it. People asking for tickets. Okay. Lake Street. I'll tell you what. Lake Street Dive sells out every show they play. No matter where they play, they're. Let's see. I do like. I know that they they put it there for a reason to like specify that he's he's going to be. It's a solo set. It's going to be kind of low key. Yeah. But I do love that it's just like Father John Missy has the only solo label on the entire lineup. That seems very on brand. 
That's right. It's like just, by, just, Father John Misty in parentheses. Actually, it'll be just just Josh Tillman. <laughs> <laughs> it should say it should, for like every Father, Father John, John Misty, Misty show. In parentheses, real name Josh Tillman. <laughs> for every Father John Misty show, it should say Father John Misty solo, formerly of, with guests. Uh, solo with guests. With, with guests. And then in parentheses, not the other Fleet Foxes. <laughs> in parentheses, because you see. He was in Fleet Foxes. So this is, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe this is going to be like a nine and a half hour episode because we're just going to put at the end some Lake Street Dive music, some Father John Misty music, and also some music from this guy, which is really the crux of this episode. This is a, an Hervé Villachez tribute episode. You know who that is? I'm guessing that's the guy from Fantasy Island. It's the guy from Fantasy Island. All right, so I look. Oh, up. I like this little sandwich that we've got going on. A Fantasy, Fantasy Island, Island sandwich? Fantasy Island, Beach Road Weekend, Fantasy Island. What's the name of the episode? Uh, Fantasy Beach Dreams Come Tro- True Festival <laughs> Weekend, in parentheses, Alve Villachez tribute episode. Or in parentheses, beach season. Beach season, season. Beach season, season. Tribute to Elve Villachez, fantasy Father John Misty Beck spectacular. In parentheses, special guest to be announced. R.I.P. Elve Villachez because he's dead. Um, How long did it take you to learn that name? Um, let me think. You definitely I mean, had so to do some research. So, so that's the thing. You'll, I guess you'll get the answer in this long, rambly thing. So I went back and I looked up what Fantasy Island was. And I knew that Tattoo was the sidekick. The only thing I knew about Fantasy Island going in was that there was Mr. Rourke and his assistant slash maybe even servant, uh, Tattoo. And somehow, I just started, like, going through articles or reading about old Fantasy Island stuff. And it was, like, Fantasy Island, which starred Ricardo Maltabon and the troubled Hervé Villachez. Oh, he's troubled? And I saw troubled, and Mm. I was like, well... That's intriguing. Let's see if this is a hyperlink. (laughs) Hervé Villachez, click. And... I've become... I'm like a biographer of this guy now. I've become so fascinated by him. He played the... He played Tattoo, mm-hmm. and... He, he just had to be a little person. He had a crazy... He had the craziest life in the world. So, he was born in France in the 1940s, and I'm not reading off anything. He was okay. born in France in the 1940s, and he had something called... Forgive if I'm saying this incorrectly... Uh, disproportionate dwarfism, meaning he was vertically challenged little person, what, whatever is the, the, the correct term, mm-hmm. but disproportionately, so his body was small, but his head, hands, etc. were the size, w- would grow at, at the rate of um, a, 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 an adult, yeah, a, a, a healthy, full-grown adult, whatever. So his dad was a surgeon and was like working tired. He was, his dad was like, yo, we can fix this. His mom hated his dad for that, hated him for having this condition. And so he had a really, really rough childhood. 
but he was this great painter. So he moved, he did all this, these great paintings and everything, and then he just decided, I want to be an actor. Moved to New York, was in a James Bond movie, and over time, I don't know what it was, but he was like a horrible, horrible sex addict. He would go, you would go on a shoot for a movie, legitimately, and I, I'll tell you, I've read everything that's now been written about. The, if there's a book, I'm probably going to get it. I've watched a movie about him. I've listened to podcasts about him. He'd go on a shoot and like a, a, a movie shoot. So he's there for, I don't know how long or whatever. And he would sleep with like 35 women. Jesus. Sleep, like sleeping with actresses, people on set, get going to sex clubs, prostitutes, just like horrible, horrible sex addict. And then I think that like drugs were a thing so then he was doing nothing for a little while just kind of toiling and then aaron spelling created fantasy island and they cast him and he became this huge star again and he was from what everyone says an absolute disaster really he was like bringing guns to the set he was trying to he was like making advances towards like Every woman, like really, at, at the crux of it. I mean, th- I, I don't know a lot about sex addicts or sex uh, addiction or anything, but this this guy is unlike anything I'd I'd ever heard. So he was, um, and like I'm I'm looking up pictures and stuff. That's very bad news because Fantasy Island incorporated a lot of women, oh, a lot yeah. of like scantily clad women so on I the think, show. I think like the. Fantasy Island was born, I learned this in a podcast, was uh, from, they were kicking around ideas for a show and they couldn't think of anything and someone said, well, what do you want? Just, I think someone like wanted something maybe a little more like risque or something mm-hmm. and someone was like, well, what do you want? Just an island where everyone goes to have all their like sexual desires fulfilled and they were like, bingo, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's work off it. What, what can we, so it was like often like well-known actors would come by for episode like one episode at a time so was this like was was the show like a big sex thing because in the movie they do say like most of our guests are like they come here for weird sex things so i've watched i watched one episode of it okay it was the only episode i could find and it was a later season episode so tattoo was not in it so i turned it off okay um but that their thing that would make sense though like stuff that, that would make sense though that like uh the show would be heavily like sexual, right? And then the movie would sort of like make fun of that in a Blumhouse way, where they're like, yeah, "Now we're going to do something different." It certainly wasn't as scary as uh, Blumhouse was <laughs> trying to, to position itself to be. So he was a, a nightmare on set, and he every time everything that Ricardo Maltabon, who was the star of the show, played Mister Rourke, everything he got, uh, Alve would threatened to quit if he didn't get the same thing so like they're they made a change to like ricardo maltabon's trailer and they were they're like all right you have to get him the same exact trailer or he walks and they were like dude he needed this change because of like something that they would have n- nothing to do with you and he's just like, like an ego doesn't thing. matter yeah. right horrible ego and he got a ton of fan mail because everybody loved him so much and he was like constantly tormenting ricardo maltabon like bringing, like, women by him, like, women on his arms, like, oh, hey, Ricardo, 
here's your fan mail and like throw him a, a couple of things. And so he like, was just like wildly insecure because like his parents didn't love him or something or like he his just mom. had a lot. He it seems like he had deep rooted issues. Right. It seems like this incredibly tortured soul. But and maybe it's too late for me to maybe I, I've, I've buried part of the lead here. But he also seemed like this a very, very compassionate person. He would go. He was very invested in uh, like children who had bad childhoods so he would go around with cops and if they got a call on like a a domestic uh, violence thing he would go and as the cops would deal with the parents he would like sing songs with the kids and stuff and like they'd which i i think is kind of weird like a kid goes through like a traumatic thing and they're like then the cops come arrest your parents and they're like it's a guy from tv (laughs) you're like oh not now not the time yeah but, I mean, his heart seemed in the right place in a lot of areas and yeah. then was just a, a nightmare in in other ones. So there was a movie. Oh, and so at the end of his life, I fucked this up, man. He, uh, there was a, a reporter from, like, a British paper was sent to the States to do a bunch of stories. They were like, all right, you're going to do this story, you're going to do this story, you're going to do this story. And also, like, it's been 10 years since Fantasy Island's been off the air or whatever. Uh, do, like, a where are they now thing with uh, Elvia Chez. So they, so he had all these interviews to do, and Elvia was by far the least important. Mm-hmm. So he goes to that, he has dinner with him, and he's just... Popping pills, drinking, smoking, doing all this stuff. He's got a knife out. And, oh, a big thing with, with this guy, he always carried a knife around with him and okay. would, like, pull it on people. Well, yeah, that's that's a bad mix. You're, like, fucked up on pills and drinking all the time. So and you've got have, a knife a that weapon. you love. Yeah. Well, again, he was also legitimately, like, bringing loaded guns to Fantasy Island. Not the best. Which is crazy. So, um, he ends up having this like crazy night with uh with this actor and he they end up uh Viachez told him like hey like i'm giving you a big story here or something and he kept saying like this is going to be uh, a big big story like you're getting the big uh Viachez story and the reporter is like dude respectfully a like you're being a dick and b like this is not a big story. No one really cares about this. So they ended up, but they ended up spending three nights together uh, of just l- him pouring his heart out to this reporter, telling him all his his version of so many stories, so many ways in which he was cast in a bad light, like things he'd done wrong, things he was still mad about, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so the reporter got back to the the to, got back to Britain, got a call. From Eve's girlfriend, who he'd met during those three days, Eve killed himself. Oh, so he knew he was like, "I'm getting interviewed for this little thing, but I'm going to like give this guy everything, and I'm going to when when, so he, when like, I'm suddenly yeah. gone, there is people are going to there's going to be lot. interest, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 really." It's super morbid. It's That's super, very, very morbid. It's super weird, but that just—that's uh, like suicide is has always been like very 
intriguing to me just based on like the mentality yeah Yeah. like the mentality that like one must go through and especially like when you know that you're going to kill yourself that is such a strange thing to like envision so that is so morbid and so like sort of like gut-wrenching that he went through this entire weekend with this guy and was like you're gonna get a story and blah 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 and the guy's like no i'm not and deep down like yeah you fucking are because i'm going to kill myself he's like you're giving me I, I'm learn I'm learning a lot about you, but if we like, just randomly but, drop this story, and th- and that really, that also begs the question of, oh, why is all this? Inter- oh, this is only interesting to people because this guy died now. You know, I mean that. I mean that shit happens and that, and all that's, the time. I mean that, that's how news and everything works. People are like, hey, how come? How come when you turn on the news, there's never anything positive? Because like, that that's that's not it's not how it works. Unfortunately, no. yeah. I mean, it's fucked up as it is. It, I mean, like people and, like don't, positive people, is unspectacular. Don't, yeah, people don't rush to Wikipedia to look up like the the positive thing that they just heard on the news or whatever. Like, it's just like it's it's fucked up, but like that's just the way the world works. It's it's very strange. So they uh, the guy brought the story to his paper, and his editor was like, uh, "Cut it down, make it like." Uh, 400 words or something. What? And he was like, are you serious? And she was like, this was going to be a borderline story anyway. And that, and like, and you should be thankful that this guy died now. So now it, now it, now you've at least gotten a story out of it. Make it 400 words. So he quit his job, wrote a book called, uh, I think it was called like my night with Elve. They made it into a movie. I watched that movie. It stars, Jamie Dornan, really as the journalist. So this is a recent movie. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jamie Dornan as the journalist. Peter Dinklage. As oh no way! Elve. And aside from the accent being a little distracting, so another thing with Elve is he had like a very distinct voice, S- super thick French accent, okay. very very thick French accent. Uh, learned learned English from watching TV. And also, I think this might have been because of his condition, extremely, uh, like, kind of gravelly voice. Okay. So, I, I won't uh, uh, attempt it. We'll play a, a clip of, of him. And uh, it was really interesting. And it I, I watched it. I'm, I'm probably going to go read the book. I don't know why. This guy just interests me. Quality of the movie? Quality of the movie, solid. Okay. Solid. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was released by HBO. It was oh, okay. like a, just an HBO movie event thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's on there, so I recommend everybody to to get tickets to uh, Beach Road Weekend and to uh, and to read up and watch my night with my night with Elve. Uh, how was Jamie Dornan? We've all, we've long really wondered. Really good. Really? Yeah. We've long wondered yeah, how, no how good of an actor he is. I don't know if he's a good actor, but he was really good in it. Yeah. He, um, I don't know if this was the case with the person in real life, but this guy was a uh, recovering alcoholic. Okay. So, that's a bad person to be around. So having to be around this Not, guy. Uh, that's, I'm just, that came out wrong. Bad person. Uh, for, uh, no. Elve reco- was yes, a bad Yes. Yes. Elve yes. yes. <laughs> was a bad person for a recovering alco- alcoholic to be around. And... Uh, so it's just really interesting. That's a very interesting movie because it's one person who... I mean, everybody has their demons. And it's ridiculous that, like, only in the last few years has that been, like, breaking news. Right. Uh, but it's one person with 
a lot of demons coming to grips with them, things that he's done wrong. And he goes to just interview this guy, and he's kind of hit in the face with a bunch of this guy's demons. So I'd recommend it, and I'd just recommend uh, thinking about Alve. He was not a perfect person by any stretch of the imagination. Again, did a lot of things that I wouldn't do, but he just really, he really seemed like a a tortured soul, but also somebody who meant well. Uh, on this very special episode, we'll leave you with a clip of Hervé Villachez with Merv Griffin. There's a little interview followed by him singing a song about just like, why can't we all be nicer to each other? It's beautiful. God bless. Go to Beach Road Weekend. Get your tickets. They're on sale Friday. From Fantasy Island, Hervé Villachez. Isn't it terrific to have him here in Las Vegas? Thank you, thank you. I thought Charo's baby walked in for a minute. I didn't know. How are you, Faye? Uh, fine, you look like somebody I know. Who's that? My boss. Yes. <laughs> Will you once... Do you know how many comedians come on the Impressionists, and they do Hervé Villachez. But I don't think you ever say that in the show. Now, here's what they do. Hey, boss, the plane is coming, the plane is coming. That's not right, is it? Well, not exactly. Um, I did this about five years ago when, when we did a pilot. They sent me on top of the tower, and they forgot to tell me that it was two Black Widow waiting for me, ready to bite <laughs> me. So I went up there, and I went, the plane, the plane. Then he told me, come down, you're going to get beat by the Black Widow. <laughs> so a couple of years after, we did it again. Yeah. Because my look changed and I got older. Right, where? <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you where, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we do it about every three years. We, we do the plane, the plane again. Uh, and it's a it. wonderful show, Irvay. Thank you. You're terrific on it. And he has the loveliest song you have ever heard for you today. He's going to sing it, and then we'll tell you all about okay, it. Okay, that's my first one, so you're going to be really nice to me. Hervé Villachez. Thank you. Why do people have to fight? Why don't they learn to do what's right? Each morning with a song 
Bravo, Orbe!